Hello and welcome to Heal, Pray, Grow, a podcast that helps you heal from rejection, pray for peace, and grow in abundance. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Heal, Pray, Grow podcast. Of course, you know, it is your girl, Tanisha Johnson, a.k.a. TJ Self-Care. I am the founder of TJ Self-Care, and I'm your codependency expert. So today is another episode where it is just me dropping these gems for you. As I have my little revelations, I always say to myself, this is a good, good topic for a podcast. So today I wanted us to talk about five things to tell yourself when you're feeling all of your feelings. Now, just a little recap. Last week, uh, you know, we I had an episode where we really discussed, you know, knowing our worth, knowing our value, not getting caught up in these relationships with people that mean us no good, these friendships with people that mean us no good, and really being able to, you know, say, this is what I deserve. This is how I want to show up in the world. And there's nothing wrong with me. There is nothing too little about me. There is nothing um, too big for me. I can conquer anything I want. I can have healthy relationships. I can be in friendships with people who care about me. I am not too much. What you need is not too much. And this week, you know, I said, let me talk about some tools and some things that we can say to get through those times. Because as I always share, you know, we are all on this journey to healing. I never want you to think that, you know, what Tanisha's been doing this for eight years, you know, Tanisha's been doing this work, she's been doing this research, X, Y, Z, you know, she's been practicing these tools, and so she's just there. I want you to know that I also get where you are, too, and I never want you to think that I am just at this place where I have arrived and you have to do all this work to get where I am, right? I'm not discounting the work that I've done, of course, uh, because I wouldn't even put myself in a position to share information with you if it had not been for the work that I've done, because I'm just not one of those people, right? I don't talk about stuff that I don't know, right? But what I do want to just make plain is that this is a journey and all of us are on the same path, right? And so I never want you to think that I don't get where you are. And so the gems that I want to give you today is really just something to carry you into those times where even though you may know mentally that you deserve better. You may know mentally you don't need to be in this relationship. You know mentally that, okay, maybe I should start rocking with this friend because they really struggle to show up for me. When it's actually time to have the conversation, to set the boundary, you cringe or you do it, but the shame and the guilt that you feel just kind of like overcome you right? And so I wanted to like give you something so you can say, okay, these are some things I'm going to do when these times show up. Because it is amazing to have friends we can talk to. It's amazing to have resources. It's amazing when the people that you know, we care about show up for us or even or even the people that we never thought could show up for us when they show up for us. It can be like an amazing feeling. However, at the same time, sometimes we just need to know how to hold ourselves down. We need to know what can I do right now in this moment, which, you know, let me give you a little clinical term. It's called grounding. 
okay? What are some ways that I can uh, can ground myself right now so that I can get through this moment, right? Because one thing that I'm personally working on in my life is I owe Tanisha would go through something and while I'm going through it, I'm literally telling like 10, 15, 20 people (laughs) that I'm going through it. And I'm sending out the mass text. I'm calling people. You know, I'm leaving my leaving my desk at work. You know, what I'm saying to talk to people, or you know, I'm struggling to drive and answer the phone because I'm like, ooh, somebody call me back. Maybe they got a word. Maybe they got something they they can give me. Right? Like I have been that person before, and that's something that you may be too. And what I want you to know is there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to shame yourself. We shame ourselves a lot, which is why I'm going to have this self-compassion course, because I feel like it's really, really needed. But we shame ourselves a lot. And what I want you to really consider is what would it look like if instead of shaming yourself, you gave yourself grace and you try to really understand why am I doing this, right? So instead of asking yourself, why do I always do this? Ask yourself, what's triggering me to do this? How am I feeling right now? What What's happening to me? What am I experiencing that's causing these feelings of anxiety or causing me feelings of, I don't know where the next steps in my life is going to be, right? And when we do that, what we find is that we're able to assess ourselves what exactly we're feeling. So then we can be able to work through it, right? But sometimes when we first start this work, the first initial response is to text somebody, to call somebody, you know, to tell somebody everything that we're going through. And I don't want you to shame yourself for that. I just want you to know exactly what that is. That is you trying to find a way to ground yourself, trying to make sense of what you're experiencing, trying to get some form of acknowledgement that what you are going through is difficult and you need support. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, I also want to share, if you did not know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, we got COVID. We got monkeypox. If you live here in the Bay Area, we got dead fish just research. And I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about we got like a whole like hundreds. <laughs> okay. Um, just popping up dead in the sea. So that lets you know something's going on with the water. Like there's so many things happening, mass shootings, et cetera, et cetera. And your friend or your family member that you always was able to call on, that you was always able to get a word from, they may not have nothing for you. They may not have nothing for you. And I don't want you to be in a situation where that person you were counting on, that experience you you was counting on having that's now gotten canceled or whatever, you can't get that. And so now you're at a place when you're stuck. No, we don't operate from levels of being stuck. And I'm not going to allow you to be stuck. Even when there is no, I have no podcast recorded and maybe the other podcast that you listen to really not feeling it. I want you to be able to say, okay, no worries. Because Tanisha gave me some resources. Tanisha gave me five things. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, number one, Five things to tell yourself when you're feeling all of your feelings. I'm safe. You are safe because, number one, you love you. You love yourself. Now, the way we show ourselves love looks different for everybody. But in a nutshell, you love yourself and you are ready to do this work. You are doing this work. So when you set that boundary with somebody or when that relationship ends or when life is just feeling really chaotic, remind yourself that you are safe, right? I shared, I don't know what episode it was where I was talking about this, 
But I share with you guys that the thing, the main fear, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection is what holds us back from being able to ask for what we need, to communicate our true authentic feelings, and to set boundaries. So when you realize that there is no need for you to fear, you're more able to do that. We have already been abandoned. We have already been rejected, right? And remember when I gave the examples, it's like our parents unable to show up for us emotionally when we were struggling. That's already a form of abandonment. When you came to your parent or your caregiver, people picking at you at school or you need help with your homework or you're just struggling like with a, you know, a situation with your friends and you just need a listening ear and they tell you it's not that bad or they tell you go away, I don't have time to listen to that. You were already rejected. So the mere thing that you are people pleasing to avoid happening has already happened. So now that we know it's already happened, we might as well just come out and just live our best life. We might as well be the people that we want to be anyway. Right? Because it's like, we have overcame this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and you are recalling times where you were abandoned, you were rejected, or you remember incidents and specifically that you went through in your childhood where you just felt alone, like you didn't have anyone, and you're here today, there is no way that you are not safe. You always have you. I tell myself, Tanisha, you always got Tanisha. Even when you feel like crap, you still got yourself, okay? The wig, the wig may be on crooked, and the eyelashes may not be lashing, <laughs> okay, like the Instagram models, but I'm out here, and I'm doing the thing, and I will be okay. God has me, okay? More friends are coming. More opportunities are coming. We are not about to sit up here and cry cry over people that really couldn't support us in the first place, right? Now, you know, I digress, but, you know, cry. please allow yourself to cry. But you know what I mean. We're going to share some tears, and then we're going to keep moving, right? Because we know that we have us. Number two, it's okay to feel however you are feeling. Don't tell yourself, well, I shouldn't feel this way. It's really not a big deal. It is a big deal. You feeling sad, you feeling hurt, you feeling lonely, or however the feeling is, you feeling angry, it is a big deal. When it's happening, it is a big deal. And the reason why I say it's a big deal is because we have to be able to sit in our emotions and process. That's how we process. We need to ask ourselves, what am I feeling right now? What was the trigger? How did the, what was the experience that manifested that even brought this on? And then we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, because I'm feeling this way, well, what do I want to do about it? And in order for you to do that level of work, you have to normalize having emotions. You have to normalize getting upset. If somebody makes you mad, the first response is you being upset. The first response is you, you know, being angry. That's what the response is supposed to be. The response, at least when it comes to the nonverbal, the nonverbal response is not the issue. The issue is the verbal responses. When somebody makes you upset and then you say it's okay when it's not okay, now you have taught that person that however they was talking to you, you were okay with it even though you know you're not. That's what we struggle with. 
And so by you allowing yourself grace, giving yourself space to be able to say, this is how I feel. This situation is messed up. This situation should not have happened. It brings you to a place of now, what do I want to do about it? You see how it's a cycle? The incident occurs. You experience an emotion. You then have a thought about that emotion and the experience. And then you go to problem solving. What is now going to be the outcome, right? Now, a couple things about this process that I think is beautiful is when you allow yourself to go through it gradually, not rushing yourself, you actually come to this beautiful ending point where you're able to tell this person that ABC model of communication, right? What is the ABC model? Many of you, many of you will know this when I say it. When you did A, it made me feel like B. After I've given this some thought, C is how I feel like we need to deal with this moving forward, right? Now, when you get really, really good at doing this, right, you can even throw in some affirmations, you know, you can you can really jazz it up, right? The So... For those of you who may not know, I do have my nine-week coaching program. Within my coaching program, the second phase is talking about setting boundaries, healthy communication, and detachment. What we do is we actually start to role play how we have these conversations. So in this particular situation, you know, the first example I gave you was very basic. Now, you can jazz it up. Jazzing it up would look like you saying something like, hey, you know what? When we were at the park and you said you always do that and that's crazy, it just really made me think, like, what does that mean when she said I was crazy? I've really been struggling with something, and I guess the words you said just really triggered me, and I really wanted to talk about it because I know it came from an authentic place in you. And I've been struggling in this issue for a minute. And I'm just wondering if we can have a dialogue about it because maybe I'm not being clear about what I'm going through or maybe you think it's okay to call me crazy. But I have some feelings about it and I don't want it to disrupt our relationship because I really, really care about you. And I genuinely enjoy spending time with you, right? Yeah. See how we did that? (laughs) Instead of saying... I don't let people talk to me like that. Oh, I'm not going to call her back. I'm not going to call him back. That's messed up. I'm not texting her back. I'm not texting her him back. I'm blocking her. It's like, no, that was the old way. That was the old way when we communicated, when we didn't know it was safe to communicate. We didn't know it was safe to have boundaries. We didn't know that it was safe to express our feelings. But we're not we're not on that path no more, right? Because we are on the road of healing, okay? We are on our journey. And so we need to tell people how we feel. And we first need to affirm to ourselves that it's okay to have feelings, okay? Number three, tell yourself that you will get through this, right? And this one is kind of like, you know, don't even need to explain it, right? Because like I shared before, think about your story. Think about the things you've gone through. I tell you all the time, without even knowing you, I love you. Because I know, I know that if you are listening to my podcast, that means that you've been through some stuff. You have been through some stuff. Everybody who deal with people-pleasing and codependency at the root base is abandonment and rejection, right? Now, I want you to share this with a friend, right? Don't, don't, don't let that one slip, okay? The root cause of codependency 
and people pleasing is a past history, a past trauma of abandonment and or rejection. So there is no way, there is no way that you cannot know how amazing you are. And I want you to know you are. Because if you can overcome dealing with a psychotic parent, a parent who doesn't respond to your cues, a parent that doesn't come to your to to your reach, a parent that doesn't acknowledge or doesn't even have the emotional and mental capacity to acknowledge when you are in pain and you need them and you are maneuvering through life by yourself. Listen, I, I almost I'm almost feeling like I'm at church instead of at home in my living room. <laughs> like you are doing a lot. So this situation of somebody being mad at you, this situation of this relationship ending, you are going to overcome this. This is nothing. You have literally been there for yourself before you can even remember. We say things like, well, I've always had a big heart or I love helping people. That's because that's all we know of ourselves. That's because... The people-pleasing is so deep-rooted that it started from years that we don't even remember no more. I told you guys the story. Like, I remember my mom had told me one time, she was like, yeah, I was crying. We was going through it, so and so and so. And you came to me and you brought your little stuffed animal and you just laid on my shoulder. Now, hearing that story, I know y'all probably like, oh, that's so beautiful. And it is beautiful. But what I heard from my clinical ears was that I felt like I had to do something and there I was only two years old. I felt like it was my responsibility to attempt to emotionally take care of my mother. That was not okay. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I say all the time, parenting, it doesn't come with a handbook. At least it didn't right in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, now technically, you know, 2022, we really don't have no excuse, right? There's <laughs> so many parenting books out there, you know, pregnancy books out there, how to be emotionally in tune with your child. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of information out there now. But many of us, 80s, 70s, even 60s, you know what I'm saying? There was nothing. Even the 90s, if you were 90s baby, there really wasn't nothing. People was just now kind of, you know, kind of talking about, you know, um, infant mental health. You know what I'm saying? It really wasn't nothing out there. So, you know, our parents, they did the best they could. And now it's time for us to pick up the pieces. But I share the story to say don't forget what you've already been through. You know, don't forget the things that you've already had to do. And so never allow a situation to make you feel like, well, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, well, this person's mad at me. I don't know how I'm going to get through this or this relationship, you know, this was my rock. This was my base. This was my baby. I don't know how I'm going to live now that he not here. Now that she not here. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. I want you to know, don't worry about it. Feel the pain, feel the experience, and then let it go. Because anybody who genuinely cares about you, and wants to be in a friendship or an intimate relationship with you. When you set boundaries, remember, there's always going to be a little smoke. We can't get away from that. <laughs> you are never going to set boundaries with somebody and they be like, okay, you know, no problem. They may say that verbally, but they're going to be feeling a little smoke. But that's normal because we're disrupting the pattern. The pattern is this person, these people have been able to rely on you to do a certain thing for them, right? Remember I told you, every relationship has a cycle. 
that that's just that's just the universe that's how it is so when we disrupt the cycle it's always going to be a little smoke right it's like traffic on the freeway if everybody going on 580 and all of a sudden 580 closed down right if you're from the bay area we got 580 880 980, right? If you know anything about the Bay Area, you know what free world talk about. For those of my folks in the South, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got 75 or whatever. Shout out to LA. Y'all got, you know, y'all got I-5, I-10, right? <laughs> so it's like, but my point is, right? If that road or that freeway gets shut down and everybody got to go a different direction, it's going to be some smoke, right? Because we like, wait a minute, this is the way we've always gone. This is the way we've always doing it. How am I now going to get to my destination? That is the same thing that your family and friends think when you set boundaries. But she's always done it. He's always came through. They've always been there. This is what they do in my life. So how now am I going to function? So when you see the smoke, when you hear the responses, it really don't have nothing to do with you. This person is trying to figure out how am I going to maneuver if so-and-so is not doing what they used to do for me. That's what that is. And that's normal. That's, That's not about you. See, we think that's about us because when we were younger, our parents and our caregivers, they made us feel like this was about us, right? Or because we were very young, you have to remember from zero to five, we have, that's like 80% of our brain growing which is a huge, significant number. And then in addition to that, we haven't had a lot of life experiences, right? If you can remember what was going on from two or three, kudos to you, okay? And don't look at pictures, okay? You can't look at the pictures. I'm talking about, do you remember? <laughs> without a prompt, without somebody telling you, without watching a video or a picture, do you remember? You ain't gonna remember that, and that's all of us, right? And it's, and so it's like I say that to say that there was so much going on and the brain is, is growing at such a rapid rate. So we internalize everything, right? Because we don't know. All we know is all of a sudden this person that was smiling and laughing in our face is now looking crazy. They rolling their eyes. Maybe they not even picking us up no more. Maybe we just tossed about somewhere on the couch in the playpen. <laughs> and we like, oh, okay. No pickup today. No kiss today. Right? As it grows up as a toddler. Oh, nobody's playing with me today. Okay. The child feels like, Something's wrong with me. How does this connect now? If nobody ever disrupted that pattern for you, and this is the first time you are listening to that happening to you, you have been internalizing from that age to however you, however old you are now that every time something go wrong, it's me. Every time something don't work out, it's me. Every time the relationship don't work out, it must have been something I've done. And this is the kicker. Because we deal with people that are narcissists, that don't mean us any good, that don't have the emotional or mental capacity to support us, they continue to feed us those negative comments that make us think it's us. And remember when I talked about the little, um, uh, last week we were talking about the tumbleweed, right? If you listen to episode nine, I was talking about the tumbleweed. It just reaffirms what we feel is already true about us. And that's the danger. That's the danger of it because we now have a core belief, right? that tells us I am a bad person. This core belief is based on childhood experiences, 
is based on what we were told about ourselves from a very young age. And we believe it because the information is coming from people that we trust. It's coming from our parents. It's coming from our caregivers. It's coming from our families. So we believe these stories about ourselves. And then here this person is telling us, you don't do X, Y, Z right. That's why I don't talk to you. Why I cheated on you because you never give me any time. I didn't invite you to the girls trip because you always talking negative. I didn't tell you about the concert because I just feel like, you know, you always have a lot going on and I can't deal with it. You see what I'm saying? These are the comments that we're receiving. And so from there, we now are putting two and two together because that's how the brain works. So now we're saying, I am a bad person. I got into this argument with my partner. He or she told me that I spiral and I'm not good at communicating. So I need to fix, I need to fix that. So there goes, now we're staying in these relationships with people thinking that we are the problem when in fact we're not. In fact, we're not. And so that's how the core beliefs manifest. And that's why I want you to know that you will get through whatever you're going through, but we have to train ourselves. We have to remind ourselves of our past trauma. You have to tell yourself, I've been through this. I'm not going to feed into the lies. I'm not going to feed into the narrative. I am not going to be alone by setting boundaries. There is someone out there for me that does want to love me, does want to nurture me, that does value me as a person and a human being. I am worthy of that. We have to speak these things into ourselves. We have to speak it into ourselves. We cannot give our love to other people and then expect them to now do that. Because what happens when they're not there? Or what happens when we're giving our love to the wrong person that doesn't know how to pour into us? Now we're left feeling empty. Now we're left feeling like we're not enough. And that's not fair. And I really, really, really want you to stop doing it. So number five, ask yourself what you need right, or number four, I'm sorry, ask yourself what do you need right now? When you're going through things and you're trying to figure out, you know, what's happening, what am I experiencing, before you go to solving the problem, because I don't want you to do that. I want us to pause on always trying to solve the problem. Stop trying to solve the problem and just stay in the emotion and allow the emotion to coach you, to, to guide you to the direction that you need to go, okay? And I'm not saying that's easy. That's hard to do. But we have to be at a position where we get comfortable with doing it. Like, we have to. This is the work. And so I want you to get to a space where you can go through something. And as you're going through it, or as it's happening, just close your eyes. If you can't close your eyes, just kind of put your head down or, you know, do whatever you need to do to ground yourself, to center yourself so that you're only thinking about what you're experiencing right now, right? For me, I close my eyes, but whatever you do, I want you to do it. And then I want you to ask yourself, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? and move based on what's given to you by your spirit, right? 
So I will give you an example. You know, I always, I always like to make sure it's, it's plain, you know, so that you can follow through. So one thing that I do when stuff is spiraling like all over my life, the first thing I remind myself is I say, Tanisha, you got this. Tanisha, you can do this. You know, what is God trying to tell you? What is your spirit trying to tell you? Um, Could it be that you need to slow down, right? That's what I do, number one. So then I say, okay, what do I need in this moment right now? What would make me feel better? And then based on that, that's, that's how I move. That's how I move. And so I want you to do that too, because sometimes, you know, for those of us who struggle with depression and anxiety, I want you to know that that's a cycle. That's a cycle. First, the issue comes and then the anxiety comes. When the anxiety sets in, okay, it it locks in, right? When it locks in, then we, we don't know what to do. And we find ourselves, oh, 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 you know, frazzled. Like, if you don't ground yourself in that moment, you will spiral to the point where you just become physically exhausted. And then before you know it, that's when the depression sets in. Because now the decision that you could have made in the moment has now turned into a day, two days, a week, two weeks, now it's been a month. And now you get depressed and you start telling yourself those negative things. I always do this. It's always going to be like this. Why am I like this? Don't do that. Don't do that. Ground yourself in the moment. And and listen, I don't want y'all to ever think, <laughs> okay, that First off, nobody has it all the way together. But I want to be really transparent. I definitely don't. Now, have I have I done some work? Yeah, you know, my little healing journey shoes, you know, <laughs> they got some miles on them. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to lie. They got some miles on them. You know, your sis been doing this for about eight years now. But sometimes when I do that grounded work, it don't always be... Oh, you know, uh, you know, I just need to focus on myself right now. I need to pray right now and ask God what I need. I need to talk to this person. It's all of that. And then sometimes it's something really basic like I need to go to Starbucks and get a frappuccino <laughs> and just kind of stay in that moment and figure out my next step afterwards. Or sometimes it's you know what? I need to go in the kitchen and make me some tea. Or sometimes I grind myself and I'll be like, you know what, Tanisha? We're going to burn some sage and a candle and we're just going to stare into this candle until something comes to mind. Or sometimes it's, you know what? I don't even want to think about this anymore until I finish a 30-minute nap. And then I'll set my phone to take a nap. Right. It all depends. So I don't want you to think that this is something major where, you know, you got to be praying for 30, 40 minutes and you got, you know, and all this stuff, you know, burning sage all over your house. All of that stuff is great. But ground grounding yourself really just looks like you doing whatever you got to do to stay in that moment and keep yourself in the moment. OK. And, and not be thinking all of these crazy thoughts that lead us to depression. That's what we're talking about here. And last but not least, number five, is I want you to remember that whatever you are going through, whatever you are feeling, is temporary. It's temporary. I used to be like, oh my God, It's going to be like this all the time. I really need to work on this. Why is this happening? Oh, my God. And I can see now how I used to stress myself out. I'm like, whoo, child. No wonder I was going through depression. (laughs) I don't think anybody would. 
the amount of pressure that I was putting on myself. And listen, I know some of you guys do too. The amount of pressure we put on ourselves is sad. It's sad. Because we be like, oh, you know, oh no. What am I going to do now? You're going to be fine. You are going to be fine. Because if you made a decision for you and it backfired into somebody saying they don't want to talk to you or you not getting a promotion or you not getting the praise that you're worthy of getting, it's fine. We're going to be sad. We're going to cry our tears, right? We are going to do whatever we do to take care of ourselves, bath, you know, massage, you know, eat something that you like, you know, talk to a friend that can emotionally support you, you know, talk to your partner that can emotionally support you, go for a walk, go for a run, you know, watch a funny movie, whatever you like to do, right? We are going to cry. We are going to do those things. And then we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We are not going to allow the complexities of life make us feel like the things that are working for us are not working for us. Because what is working for you is, number one, God loves you. That's working for you. Number two, you alive. Number three, you are growing. Even though this is hard, you're growing through it, right? You're not just going through it. You're growing through it, which means that it's going to have an ending point. And that ending point is going to be beautiful because you are going to be a completely different person. You are going to learn something new about yourself that you never thought was there. So I want you to hold on to these things. You know, when life gets challenging, I want you to listen to this episode. I want you to send this episode to a friend that you know is struggling because these are five things that I hold. This I want you to know that you guys on my on, that listen to the podcast, this is like exclusive TJ self-care personal diary information right now. <laughs> okay? I just gave you five of the things that I do that I do, that I say to myself when my feelings are all over the place. Because I said, you know what? Like I said, I'm always thinking about you. And I was like, you know, let me give some information because for everybody that who has consistently listened to my podcast, last week was rough. Last week was rough. Last week we was talking about the scuffs, okay? The scrubs, <laughs> the narcissists, to everybody, okay, that doesn't deserve us. And I was like, but I don't want this to feel like it's going to be an easy peasy, see you when I see you, wish I never met you type vibe. Because it's not, right? Anytime we lose people, it's hard. And I want you to use these five things to tell yourself, you know, when those feelings get to be too much on certain days, okay? So as always... You know I have my scripture for the week for you. Scripture for this week is Proverbs 22.4. And it says, True humility and fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and a long life. This, this scripture connects to the podcast that we're talking about today, the episode we're talking about today. Because I want you to know that just like I said, we're not just going through it, we're growing through it. God has even told us, right, that when we truly do the work, because in order to have humility, you, you know, you have to have humility to do the work. Because healing work is just that work. So when we do the work, 
And we are also trusting the Lord to guide us, to nurture us, to help us along the journey, to walk us through the journey, okay? When we combine those two, it's going to lead, okay, to a life of honor and riches, and those riches, we're not talking about money, okay? Well, hope maybe we're talking about money, right? Because we all could use some money, right? But those riches are really talking about what you want. Peace, joy, love, confidence, right? Stability, emotional stability within yourself. That's what we're talking about. Those are the riches, We're talking about the peace in knowing that when everything looks chaotic, it's going to be okay. It's like, imagine you able to say that and also believe that because you know that you are worthy as an individual and far more important than that, you are worthy as a child of God. So it doesn't matter We have to. The devil, I want you to know this, okay, especially for my believers. The devil has used people pleasing as a shackle to keep you locked in to a life of feeling like you ain't crap. Of feeling like you got to be there for everybody all the time. That is a tactic that the devil does. I don't want you to be out here thinking that you live in your best life, people pleasing, because you're not. You are missing a whole road ahead that God wants to take you on. They got nothing but joy, peace, friends that support you, a partner that loves you, a family that desires to truly Know who you are and not just know you because you blood, but know you because they know you because they love you and they want to be there for you. We missing all of that. We missing moments in our own life to do stuff for us. I tell people all the time, people be like, you know, because once you write a book, right, writing a book is something that a lot of people want to do. Right. So once you write a book, everybody start asking you how you wrote your book. To this day, I can't tell you. You want to know why? Because the first book, it took me like two and a half months to write it. But that's because when depression and anxiety had been in my mind for almost three, four years, God had been telling me to write that book. But because I thought I wasn't worthy, because I was focusing more on what other people had going on, thinking that I needed to support them, that took time out of me. There I was in grad school for three years, and I didn't even know if I really wanted to be a social worker anymore. And now here I am leveling up. (laughs) I'm like, okay, now I'm getting my master's in social work. So now I feel like I have to do this. It's like, I spent so much time doing stuff that other people told me was good for me. Need to go to college. Okay. You should get your master's. Okay. You should work on your license hours. Uh, okay. And then when I started doing the work, I'm like, but Tanisha, do you even want to do this? So it's like, that's what I say. The devil keeps us locked in to believe in that we have to do Everything for everybody all the time just to get a little bit of love. And that is so wrong. That is so wrong. God don't want that for our life. He has a whole plan laid out. The stuff that we be wondering when it's going to happen, God be looking at us like, (laughs) if you would just stop taking care of everybody else and let me do that, okay, you would be able to have what you want. I know you want that job. I know you want that house. I know you want that partner. I know you want those girls trips. I know you want those guy those guy trips. But they not coming because you keep running over there to your auntie house. 
who've been sick for a long time, who other people need to be helping to take care of. You keep running over there to your friends every time they break up from a relationship when they really need to figure out how they're going to pull them own selves together. You keep staying at that job where you never get promotions, but yet you the one working 12-hour days. You keep giving your money to men and women that you're in relationships with, thinking that that's going to help you get ahead with them, and they just taking your money. They don't know how to love you. They don't know how to support you. But you keep on thinking that this is how you're going to get your blessings. That's what's going on. That that that's the that's the convo that's going on between our spirit and God. So when we get on our knees and we be praying and we be saying, Lord, I'm so tired of this situation, the spirit take that up. <laughs> it's like God just be looking at us like, Yeah, I know, but you keep doing this. Why are you doing this? He be dropping signs, everything. People start treating us like crap. everything and we still well well they didn't mean it so and so and so and so and we never ever ever live out what we want so what i want for you is i want you to hold on to these five things i want you to replay this if you have to i want you to look up that scripture for yourself and and read listen read the whole verse to read read the whole chapter because i just gave you like a verse read the whole chapter for yourself and you will see what i'm saying connects to what we talked about in this podcast today okay and of course i before we go i want to leave you with a prayer that you can have for the rest of your week So please bow your head or if you're driving, you know, just do whatever you need to do. Just become one with God right now as we pray. So, Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for this experience. We want to thank you, Father, that we actually took the time to just stop what we were doing and focus on us and focus on what you have for our life. Lord, as we go about this week, we ask God that you remind us of our worth. You remind us of what we need. And you remind us, Father God, that you are with us. Lord, we ask that the joy, the love, the abundance that we seek, that you help us to understand that those things will come as long as we are in accordance of your will. And Lord, because of our past trauma, because of our past pain, we want you to just have mercy on us, Father God, when we slip. Mercy on us, Father God, when we don't know our value, because we are trying to figure it out day by day, as you know. And while we on this journey, Lord, the days that we just don't know which direction we need to go, we ask, Father God, that you hold our hand and you guide us to where you want us to go, because we want what you want for our life, because we know that is how we get to eternal joy. Father God, we love you and we praise you. And we just want to say thank you so much for being there for us. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we always pray and ask these things, Father. Amen. So I hope you have an amazing, amazing day on this self-care Sunday. And I hope that you carry this in your spirit throughout the rest of the week. I will talk to you later. Bye.